Hello, this is Josh McCowan from Renault Winery Resort, and we have a very important announcement from Matt Sorensen about Learn and Grow, August 24th. Take it away, Matt. I'm Matt Sorensen from Directed IRA. I'm excited to be the keynote speaker at the Learn and Grow event for Accountable Equity on August 23rd and 24th. Got to book your tickets and get registered. I'm excited to be there and to meet you in person. On today's episode of Capital Hacking. Your mental capital times your relationship capital will bring your financial capital. A lot of folks focus purely just on the financial, and then they sit back and they wonder, well, why am I not getting to my financial? If they reverse engineer it and figure out that that's actually what will be the driver, if you take care of these two, the other one will take care of itself. I have a dream. With great power comes great responsibility. I can do this all day. Shit, don't get scared now. They may take our lives, but they'll never take Every time, every time. I hope it does it for you guys out there. Thank you for joining us. This is Josh McAllen and Mr. Eric Cabral. We're so happy Hello. to be a big part of this movement. The thousands and thousands and millions of you. I hope it's a million, Eric. I always say that oh, each yeah, week. Easily. I think it's up to like 17 million now. I've listened to it at least a million times. So does that count? <laughs> it does. It actually does. I read that in a book. <laughs> so we're uh, we're super happy today. We have two wonderful guests. One is our resident guest, uh, uh Who's here? Who's our lovely wife, uh, Melanie McCallan? I'm, I'm just your wife. No, she's lovely. I'm Hi, Melanie. Powerful, <laughs> the president of Accountable Equity. But we also have a phenomenal guest who has become a rapid, fast friend for us, Melanie and I, and now Eric. And he's about to become your friend too, because this dude does what all of you guys are doing out there, and the, he brings value to the table every time I'm around Mr. MC Lobster. So before we bring him out, I just want to make sure Eric. You got to get some airtime here. I'm hogging the microphone. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. You're you're the man. So I want to I want to hear you talk. But no, I I I second and echo what you're saying, MC Lobster. We are eternally grateful for you coming into the studio and um, you know carving out some time for us. We re- truly do, appreciate you. Do you know you. who MC Lobster really is? Because that's his real name. Do we, does ever? I I'm, I know from our audience they already know who he, he is. This is the guy who's famous for one of the top podcasts in America for finance, for family planning, for wealth, for developing your cash flow, and it's the Cash Flow Ninja. Yeah. Literally a pioneer, maybe years ahead of us, of course, but an absolute genius in the world of designing passive income for families. Because Melanie and I know, because we're a client of this guy's, he is he's world-class. And not only does he have the Cash Flow Ninja, he's also famous for having a great company called Producers Wealth, which he's going to explain to us today. And without any further ado, all the way in from South Africa, Mr. <laughs> MC Lauscher. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm honored to be here and I've been looking forward to this uh, for a long time. So great, great How, to be here. I, I, so it, cool. it really is a big deal for us. By the way, we're looking at your gorgeous hat. So everybody who has a camera feed, do we have a camera feed on the yeah, show? Oh, look at that. I'm seeing it in the camera. The guy, not only is a good-looking son devil. of a gun, he's got the best-looking purple hat. Yeah. I, here's the thing. I'm a branding guy, and when you walked in the door all decked out in cash flow gear, I was like, this is my type of guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so much here. I mean, we got to jump right into it, right, Melanie? Let's do it. Let's go. So Mr. MC Laubscher is at, in 
he's in he's in studio today yeah. at the beautiful Hive. Yes, On Air Brands, powered on by On Air Brands. Brands. Great um, studio. Thank you, sir. Yeah, yeah. We were inspired by our, our network to build this brand and to provide this service for everybody here um, that is in this co-working space called The Hive here in New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, we welcome folks like you and anybody else that are friends of the show to come in. And, you know, you're welcome to record your shows or oh, produce wow. any type of oh, little public service announcement. Yeah, you know, no, there, I mean, especially if you're here and you're with us and we're part of the same tribe, you know, absolutely. You know, we're more than honored if you if you would grace your show with, um, so, you know, or grace us with your show so did it well by the way mr mc laubscher currently is living in pennsylvania right so where do you live today uh, mc newtown pennsylvania so uh grew up in south africa born and raised and i spent some time in chicago great fabulous winters <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, now in P- pennsylvania newtown pennsylvania just across the river you, well, you are a genius in my mind because you you've created this whole brand called cashflow ninja that pumps me up i mean you you do more shows than anybody I know, and you do better shows than almost anybody on iTunes. So where did that come from? How did you create Cash Ninja, or why did you create Cash Ninja? I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I, st- I started the show three years, actually. I launched three years ago uh, this next week, I think. So Congratulations, It's, it's literally Congrats. three years, yeah. So it's, it started as a passion project because I wanted to learn more about cash flow and cash flow investing, which uh, is a, a very much a different philosophy than what everyone else is taught out there. We're taught about, uh, you know, and I would say we're marketed to, rather, uh, the accumulation model where folks save a ton of money and at the end of their life, what do they do? They try and turn it into income. Wow, I I see where you're going with this. Yeah, so so cash flow for me is, well, if the the end goal is going to be income and cash flow, then why do you have to wait 20 to 30 years to start that? Mm -hmm. Why don't you start today? There's an immediate feedback loop. You're not playing with maybes. And I'm, you know, I like the, I like the, uh, uh, I, I like to have things that are more, there's certainty built around it. Um, so, yeah, so we, we, that's where kind of the idea came from. So being that cash flow investing, I thought was going to be the, the future moving forward. And it's the way that the wealthy have always invested. And especially with the disruption coming and it's, we're living in exciting times, but there's a ton of disruption and companies and capital and so forth across the world, cash flow investing is an immediate feedback loop. So you can determine, well, this is my monthly cash flow now. This is where I need to get to and so forth. So you can plan a little bit better. The show kind of comes in to bringing that idea to a, a broader audience and sharing more concepts and ideas of cash flow. So we've had folks in the, the real estate space, all of the different niches talk about how to create cash flow. We've had commodities, whether it be direct investing in oil and gas, uh, cleaner coal projects, uh, gold and silver. We've had folks in crypto and blockchain technologies, paper assets, you know, such as stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and insurance. I mean, mm-hmm. there's ways to, to, to do that with that as well. Um, and uh, businesses, of course. E-commerce is, a, is, a, is, a, is one that folks love, love to talk about. So that was kind of the idea behind it. And it started as a passion project with a computer, a laptop, a $25 microphone and headset yeah. um, at a dining room table. And I kind of mapped it out and, and started press record. And I was scared. <laughs> right? oh, really? Everyone is when you, when you take that first dive. Mm-hmm. Or you're fine when you record it. But when you publish it, you're like, 
I hope no one hears it. They're going to. It's on iTunes. It's everywhere. <laughs> right? Um, but the, the ninja board game, I come from a, a family with, with martial arts in it. My dad is a, is a very famous, well-known martial artist. Oh, wow. That I didn't travels, know that. He travels about eight countries a year. He's 70 years old. Wow. I was just going to say, still? He's he still does a clap push-up, uh, very high off the ground still. He's wow. in ridiculous shape. So wow. um, he goes every year to Okinawa. And one of the things that I've seen him is he's pursue his uh, pursuit of excellence in his craft daily. So it's kind of like a lifelong journey. So when I when I saw the cash flow investing and I saw this ninja quote unquote father, this martial arts father, and I saw that he wanted to every single day he gets up and he tries to be better. He wow. to 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 uh, just chase excellence in his craft. I looked at that and I go, wow, it's a journey, and that's what investing should be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I've seen with a lot a lot of successful folks that I study. So that was kind of how I came up with that name and put it together. And of course, I was very excited when I went on to go daddy and saw the name was still available. Uh, right? <laughs> no one's thought of it yet. That's what it's meant to be, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I was like, no one's taken that. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. But that's yeah. kind of like where the 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 show originated and the little bit of the the backstory with it. Well, so, go ahead, you go. No, so my question was, um, how did you even understand cash flow? Where did you? Get, how did you educate yourself to even get to the point of understanding um, what cash flow was? Or you know, what did you? Were you working prior to that, and then stumbled into it somehow, or just yeah. you know the genesis of it all? Yeah. So where it started for me was so I went to school and university in South Africa, and then I came to the U.S. in two thousand and one. With a suitcase, a backpack, a sense of humor, and an adventure, I guess. You have to have, you the have most to have important was the sense two, of humor. Yeah, yeah. exactly, right? Um, and I played rugby. I played uh, representative rugby up until 2007. So while wow. I traveled for the rugby, you know, you got to keep yourself busy somehow. Mm-hmm. And video games wasn't that much fun for me. Mm-hmm. I was never a gamer, so I started reading. And my mom actually gave me this purple book. And I had my purple <laughs> book a moment. Purple yeah. book. The Robert Kiyosaki. Is that why you picked so up the purple for your brand? Yeah. I, that was one of the inspirations behind wow. it. So awesome. um, We got to change this. That was the purple, yeah, the purple book moment, and a lot of people have those, and that just took me down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. of like saying like, wow, because what the book does, when a lot of people speak about the book, they say, well, what did you learn? Mm-hmm. And it, it takes you a couple minutes to actually talk about what you actually learned from the book, but what it did to your mind was completely expand, mm-hmm. you know, that context. So now you could put content into it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I just went down the rabbit hole, started reading as much as I can, started studying as much as I can, because, um, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad leads you to these other books. Then it leads you to The Creature of Jekyll Island from mm-hmm. Mr. G. Edgar Griffin. Mm-hmm. And you start reading his work, and it, it just kind of like, it's a it's like a set of dominoes, right? Yeah. Yeah. That falls, and you study, right. and then you take action. You make mistakes, you know. I took action very quickly. I think it was... Uh, was I 21, 22 when I bought my first invest, real estate investment oh, wow. property? So, and then the journey, the journey begins, um, and you continue to learn. You continue to learn about things, and one of the things that that I try to be every day is curious as well. Mm. I just see my son. My son is going to be two in May. And the curiosity is you look at children and they're so curious about mm-hmm. everything. And then sometimes when you look at adult, that curiosity kind of mm-hmm. goes away. Mm-hmm. But so uh, that's kind of where my cash flow journey started is, is just studying and, and having that purple book moment and then 
taking action and learning and seeing that, wow, you could do it with real estate, but there's folks doing it in the markets. Mm. There's well, folks doing it with other of, stuff. Most people have never made that other jump because you're right. In the let's let's uh, There's a lot of radio shows like ours will say things like, let's not leave any listeners behind because <laughs> this guy uh, – the group around this table all know what you mean, MC, by the purple book. Yeah. The purple book moment. May I ask you just a deep – for those who haven't heard of that yet yeah. or don't even know what you're talking about, could you just tell yeah. us yeah, what absolutely. that is? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a, it's a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And Robert had two dads. So his rich dad was his best friend's father. And then his own dad was employed by the state. He was a, he was a teacher in the state of Hawaii. And they both had different journeys, both – educated man and men in different ways, both lessons that he learned and he kind of contrasted the thinking and the way the worldview of both fathers. And I think that by seeing those different thoughts and ideas and worldview, that's what kind of expands your understanding and your mind as well in a way that's saying, wow, you know, I never thought of it that way. I used to think of it this way because this is how I was taught or, you know, this is what everybody else is doing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think when you read it, um, that phenomenal book in, in many it different is, ways. I think it just had its 20, 20th anniversary. like on, it, on, it, it April 8th. Yeah, yeah. So and Did they it come out in 2000 or in the 90s? I think 90, 20 years old. 97, 98. Yeah. 97? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 99, I guess. Mm. No, yeah. He, so, he says it's 20 years old. I, I mean, it's 20. Yeah, yeah. Over, it's, over tw- yeah it's over 20. It's over 20. Uh, and it's just they updated it since because there's a couple of new things. Oh, yes. But the principles are t- – that's one of those books, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon, mm-hmm. you know, Think and Grow Rich. I think this is one of those works that are going to be around for 100 Absolutely. years from now. People are going to mm-hmm. read it and go, wow, you know, and, and study it and kind of dissect it as well. You, you explain that so well. And I've never heard anybody um, make the jump you made. Uh, it's, it sounds like you made that jump pretty quick, which is this is the jump. Most of us who read the book, including ourselves, Melanie and I, we thought of real estate. You know, you buy something that rents out and then the check is called a passive income and it creates cash flow. You're saying almost immediately you thought of it in terms of any type of business or any type of – I mean, that's actually a good jump. You are right. That is – it took us years to kind of realize, oh, wait, if we build a business, that also produces rents in a sense – Yep, and it functions the way rich dad poor dad does. So uh, I'm impressed you made the jump faster than most people, and then you created a whole company around it. Yeah, and I think what he said in the book too, the, this concept of money as an idea, you know, and the rich don't work for money. I think that's rule number one, Absolutely. right? If I can remember. Yeah. So the the whole thing of that it's an idea kind of really I kind of thought about it for a while, and well, if it's only an idea. Then it leads you to the next thing when you read uh, G.F. Griffin's book about printing money in the Federal Reserve and how that works. <laughs> yeah. And then my first idea is like, well, that's not fair. My second idea is, how can I print my own money? <laughs> legally. Wow, you and, good, um, and cash cash flow investing is that way that legally, if you have an idea uh, that uh, then you try and solve a problem or create an outcome for someone, you bring in a team and the, and, and the skill sets around it with a, and develop a unique solution. Now, all of a sudden, you have a business that's generating cash flow, and it all just started with an idea. It's all, it's all where it started. That's a good point. <laughs> I like what you said about uh, building a team, and that's one, one thing I wanted to hit on because um, we just saw Robert Kiyosaki, and he stressed over and over and over again how important it is to build a team. Right. Um, he, you know, I don't, he, 
stressing he doesn't have to be the smartest kid in the room, but as long as he has the best lawyer and CPA and everybody else involved. So then, so then his analogy went straight to uh, to rugby and football, and he said right. the difference. The reason he is more of a rugby fan is because it takes the whole team, mm. and every team member plays all the different. Actually. We didn't Sorry know to that admit, I don't know it. rugby as well as I know football, but it made sense at the time. But I know that there's a big connection between you and him and yeah. rugby. Yeah, how do right? you know this guy Ab- so well? Absolutely. <laughs> so the the rugby too that you you have to be able to play offense and defense, mm-hmm. and there's 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 room for everyone on the team. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter the your body size or your type and so forth. There's a position for everyone. That's why oh, it's really? such a fun sport. It's very inclusive in that way. Um, but he's, you know, he's right. It does take the whole team. And then he talks about the level that teams operate in. And you guys know this well, too, that, you know, you're only as good as the people around you and how they, how they do their specific task or their assignments or their jobs within the team. And at the end of the day, there's the score on the board and you have all, all these people to celebrate with, right? You're not (laughs) standing there and high-fiving by yourself. So, um, I think that, that, there's a lot. I mean, we. This is a whole show on its own. It's just the similarities between sports and and business, mm. and the competitiveness of it, and so forth. But like the rugby part of it too, it's just so enjoyable, and that's why I enjoy what I'm doing in the business because of the people and the other folks that you get to high five, whether it be clients or partners or you know, and so forth. So um, it absolutely, yeah. And rugby, it's very tough physically. Mm. So there's that side of it. And then it's also very tough mentally. So you could be very good physically and maybe out-muscle someone if we want to yeah, <laughs> use sure. that. Yeah. But from a mental side, that person might outsmart you mm. or you might still lose the game because the other team was maybe more physical, but mentally the other team was stronger. So it takes a little bit of both mm. to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. I well, love that. Yeah, I mean – and I'll let I'll wrap it up here because I want you to share, Eric. But no, as a matter of fact, just to draw the attention, it was actually Robert Kiyosaki that you told me one time when we met, right, uh, MC, that you and he have had a few interviews together because he loves South African rugby. He loves, Is that right? He loves rugby and uh, he loves loves the Springboks. So he, he comes down and sees yeah, sees he, him play. I mean, he goes. Uh, he travels uh, to the Rugby World Cup. Him, him and Kim have been a couple of times in different parts of the world. So and he follows it. So um, yeah, he, I think the last time he was down there too, he, he spent some time with the South African sevens team, the rugby team. So he he loves the game, and we obviously had a great conversation in, before our interview about rugby and the love for the game and. He, I know he's still very, very passionate about it because of the friendships that you have. And the other thing here, here's another thing about a rugby club. If the rugby players out there will will uh, will love love this, that the group of folks that you have is it's just fun, it's from everywhere, different backgrounds, right. whether it be economic, whether it be ge- geography, uh, different skill sets. You have doctors and you have you know carpenters and contractors and lawyers. I mean. There's a place for everyone. Well, te- teach us the saying they say uh, for rugby fans. They say it's the game for hoodlums played by gentlemen <laughs> versus soccer or football yep. is the game for gentlemen but played by hoodlums. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, so on the field you you really you battle it out and you duke it out. And when the game is done, the whistle blows, you shake each other's hand, you have a beer together and you have some laughs afterward. Have some fun. Love that. 
What are some of the correlations that you, you know, and not to put you on the spot, that you can connect, you know, with the mental uh, capacity, you know, with the things that you had to do to be prepared as a, you know, you're saying a semi-pro as a, a rugby player with building your businesses? Like, what are some of the things that you would tell the audience that That's if a they're point. a big, big sports player or even just a fan? I mean, there's so many out there, right? For me, it's about... Um, having coaches as uh, um, on your team. I didn't know that growing up that I should surround myself with people because I'm not going to win a championship by myself aside from the team, but we got to have a coach right? yep. that's going to get us there. Yep. Yeah. That's so true. I mean, the coaching and the, the team behind that from a mental standpoint, I would say, and bringing it into with business too, is the... They talk about a lot of academic intelligence and you know f- f- financial intelligence and so forth. Um, emotional intelligence is one of the most important mm-hmm. things that I had to master because mm-hmm. we get can get emotional very very quickly. So I find that one of the big lessons that I take too, because sports, especially when it's physical, things get heated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, so sure. you yeah. have to stay calm and just wait, you know, wait for the next play basically. And it's mm-hmm. the same with business where you can't get upset about this thing or that thing and so forth. You just have to stay calm, stay in control of yourself and um, yeah, be be aware of the emotions and for investors too, emotions drive a lot of decisions and a lot of bad ones. So you just, we, we, you know, we were joking around with folks, you know, or uh, discussed the folks selling off the Bitcoin, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's the same. I mean, that was basically uh, a case study of emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. where there are certain Mm -hmm. folks that um, when the emotions drive it and it drives markets, it it takes over and it takes Mm -hmm. on a life of its own. Um, So I think that's the big thing is to stay calm, be in control of yourself and your emotions. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Melanie McCallan. Josh and I are just so grateful for the many investors who already joined us at Accountable Equity. Accountable Equity is so much more than a capital group. It's really a community of accredited investors that want to learn and grow together. I just want to personally invite you, if you want to find out more about this type of investment and see if it's right for you and your family, please visit us at accountableequity.com. You can fill out the contact form. We'll get right back to you and see if this is a great fit for you and your family. We'd love to meet you. We look forward to learning about you please visit us at accountableequity.com. Hey, this is Matt Sorensen, author of the Self-Directed IRA Handbook, CEO at Directed IRA. You're listening to the best podcast, the Cap Hacking Podcast. Listening to MC, you see, first of all, we all love your accent, brother. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> we have an accent to him. Yeah, well, yeah. Americans, when we meet a guy, first of all, as handsome as this son of a gun, but also with that accent, we think, oh, he must be smarter than us. But <laughs> <laughs> then you hear us down there, and you're like, it sounds like we're saying, hey, does somebody che- have a cheeseburger? Cheeseburger, right? cheeseburger. cheeseburger. <laughs> That's all they hear us. Say. I got a fake a British accent. No, I know, I know. So South African and all that. Plus, he's a rugby player. No, you're an admiral guy, but let's, let's show... Uh, the audience now let's let's take first of all i love the fact that instead of playing video games while you're on the 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 professional athlete tour you're you're reading books like robert kiss it's incredible so smart yeah so smart so this is the part i want to get i want to let you share with our audience because you and i and melanie are are working together now because we're buying uh your services and i think it blew my mind when we learned about this type of investing or 
I want to let you share what you do for a living because Cashflow Ninja is a phenomenal way for you to give back. And it's a way for you to learn. I'm sure you learn like we do each week. A lot, yeah. But what is your, your day-to-day job? And can you tell everybody why, why it's so freaking exciting? Uh, yeah, thank you. So uh, Producers Wealth is the name of my company. And we're a, I call it a wealth creation company. So instead of a wealth management, because okay. we don't manage any money, and we're a virtual firm that's now operating in over 45 states, the ability wow. to do 50, um, and we have some strategic partners in Canada. And basically what we wow. do is uh, we help folks uh, set up cash flow management systems, proper cash flow management systems for entrepreneurs, for business owners, and so forth. So uh, some of the, the listeners and, and viewers might think, well, what does that mean? So one of the things that I saw with and, and the model with a lot of very successful folks, whether it be business owners and entrepreneurs, investors, is they have a main driver, a cash generating machine, quote unquote, as people call it. And then there's investments, right, where it flows to or where they warehouse it. If they're not investing it back into that machine, maybe it resides somewhere. But there's a link in between of where money needs to reside for it to be used. Mm-hmm. So it's a place to warehouse and, and store cash flow, the money that you're generating in your business to then put back into your business or put in into investments. So how we do it is actually through insurance uh, products. And I'll touch on that in a second. Um, and then, of course, we have alternative investments, such similar uh, kind of very complementary insurance vehicles that we tie to that. So between the business owner and the entrepreneur and where their money's going, whether it's back in their business or it's going into investment, we we actually use a dividend-paying whole life insurance policy. And it's structured very differently. And a lot of folks might, you know, say, <laughs> like say, what? Like, what, what, what do you well, mean? Let me, let me, let me yeah. throw that out there because I think we want to talk to those people. Right, exactly. And we want to hit it hard because what we're about to explain to you uh, changed Melanie and I. It changed our mind. It, it, just like he said, the purple book changes entire thinking, this changed our entire thinking, and that is MC's going to explain to you how the people like the Rockefellers taught him this, okay? This is the family, you know, we all know mega wealth family. They use whole life insurance, and I'm a big advocate for this. I do not get an endorsed payment from any from MC at all because I'm so excited about it. He doesn't need to pay me, but he's going to explain to you here in a second how if you use the vehicle called life insurance, in order to have tax-free wealth growth, it, it's just so powerful. And then he's going to sh- explain more to you. But let me just say this, because growing up, I was always told the worst thing you could ever do, Josh, is buy whole life insurance. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, Melanie, I've been told that since we were 22 when we bought our first health life insurance. They said, whatever you guys do by term, do not buy whole life. Right. So I'm sure you get that question first. So I want yep. you to hit it straight on. Absolutely. So, um, and I get this question so much. Dave Ramsey says, a whole life insurance is a horrible place to park your money. And my response to that would be, for most people, the way that it's structured, it is the way that it's structured. So uh, back to the, the Kiyosaki conversation is, Kiyosaki said once, listen, we all have the same asset classes to invest in. We have real estate, we have businesses, we have commodities, we have paper assets. It's not the, the vehicle or the, the, the product, it's the strategy Good of point. how you invest in that. So the same thing applies to insurance. It's, it's all about the strategy. So someone can go out and buy like, the, like the, how the majority of the public purchases insurance. It's, 
it's probably not that good of a place to put their cash the, because it's a different strategy. It's structured very, very differently. It's not structured for cash efficiency and for maximum cash value. So leading with the strategy of tying it all together, these vehicles are structured for maximum cash value. So how is this different than a, uh, a, a normal, uh, I would say, whole life policy is this one is structured for maximum cash value. You have a cash value Im uh, immediately available year one that you can use back into your business, that you can use for your investments. You, within the first couple of weeks of actually putting money into this policy becomes available. It's so amazing. So where a lot of other policies um, and your listeners and viewers might relate to this because they've probably seen it, that they wouldn't have cash value for the first three or four years right. mm -hmm. in some of the ways that it's structured for the regular. So I would say the, the f let's focus on the strategy, not on the, the, the product, because mm -hmm. I think we're in a society too, and this is how we market it to, right? We're marketed to for products mm -hmm. constantly. Mm -hmm. It's always products. And so I would say strategy before product, Tiger Woods has never ever hired someone to help him pick out golf clubs. <laughs> he's, helped, he's brought in someone to help him with his golf swing. Mm -hmm. So it's all about his strategy, the way that he connects the ball and hits the ball. So that, that this is where it fits in and the strategy that you used with it, within it. So that's what I would say. It's completely different. It's based that the philosophy uh, um, is is on the infinite banking concept. Yes. Um, so Mr. Uh, Nelson Ash actually passed away this week. Oh. So one of my mentors, he, w he was the discoverer of the infinite banking concept and he called himself the discoverer because he, he took the concept and idea what wealthy families and banking families uh, and banks and financial institutions already knew and how they operate operated their finance, he took that to and put in a book called Becoming Your Own Banker that made it available for everyone. Wow. No, see, we, we this is a little ahead of us. We didn't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, would it, would it help our audience? It feels like it would if you tell them a little bit more yeah. about that definition of infinite banking and maybe that'll help us understand the strategy a little better. Yeah. So the concept of how you use the strategy is just the way that the banks use use their money basically. So in a regular bank, you have a deposit side and you have a lending side. That's how banks kind of operate. And I'm not going to get too much into the details between, you know, the profit centers and so forth. But I think from a from a from a higher level, if you look down at it, there's two roles that are at Some play here. And you can actually use this vehicle to perform both roles within your own economy, therefore becoming your own banker, because it's a process. Again, that lifelong learning and education and and learning different things. I mean one of the greatest centers of learning for me is my clients because they all do different oh, things. Your clients like amazing are amazing things. Mm. So yeah, so um, becoming your own banker is 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 the the concept of reclaiming the banking function within your own life that Mr. Nash said should be at the individual level. Because wow. that's how we used to do banking. If you look at it, it was kind of like a bottom-up approach, not a top-down approach, mm. like going back ways back. So um, how we use this policy for businesses and investments, maybe this will help your listeners and viewers, is that in the 70s, there was a lot of high interest rates, right? right? Someone could go to a bank and put money in a CD and would earn double-digit returns. Unbelievable. It's, it's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. So what folks would do is they would actually go into the bank and get a CD paying double-digit returns. And then they would actually go to that same bank and say, Mr. Banker, I have a CD with you. Let's just say it's $100,000. I have a $100,000 CD with you. Can I get a loan secured 
buy my CD. And then the banker would say, well, of course, it's collateralized. I mean, they, we have your $100,000 here. We're willing to extend a loan that's, that's secured by that. You're essentially doing the same thing with your insurance oh, policy. I so see. you're funding it just as you would make deposits into a bank. Then on the lending side, you're accessing it using your cash value in your policy as collateral, uh, just like in that example they did with the bank. And then how can you use the money? Well back into your own business, which is for most entrepreneurs and business owners, their greatest return. You could use it for other investments in real estate. I mean, basically for any, it's just not like a, a IRA or a 401k or something like that, where there's restrictions of how you access it, when you access it, for what you can access it and so forth, because it's collateralized, right? Um, why would, why, why the vehicle of insurance, I think is a, is a, is a question a lot of folks ask. Well, the guarantees. So it would be the same thing back in the old days where folks at that stage thought the banks are relatively solvent. So they would, would put their money in the banks <laughs> and they would actually think, feel safe because there's guarantees. So the same thing with the, the insurance side, these mutual insurance companies have been around for close to 200 years, paid dividends for over 100 years consecutively or as long as they've been around some of them. Um, and uh, so you have the guarantees of the money that you put in there, the principal's guaranteed, the growth is guaranteed. So every single year it rolls up and it's guaranteed. And then of course, the dividends, because you're a shareholder, quote unquote, right, mm -hmm. right. Um, as a policy owner, you get to participate in the profitability. And as we all know, Warren Buffett loves insurance companies because they're highly profitable. Right. Um, but the, 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 the growth is also tax-free. So it's unfathomable. So, I mean, so you're saying that little five and a half percent we're getting on the money. Yeah. And that's the part that if I could break it down for me, because it helps me explain it to myself a little bit, is, okay, so let's let's say it's, your strategy talks about overfunding or funding very high amounts into your insurance. Yep. So $50,000. You put that in. Um, instead of just putting $400 a month, he's suggesting take your your money, put it in early and fast. Mm -hmm. Then it's still worth almost fifty thousand. It might be worth forty-three thousand because there's fees and structures. But you could pull that money right back out. He's saying, but the, but then it's still earning the interest while you pull it out as collateralized debt. Yep. So ninety percent of the cash value is available. And the one thing that I would say though too, and this is maybe uh, uh, you know the listeners and the viewers might think of this while well, life insurance. Yeah, we actually use it while we're alive, I not know. so much the death part of it. Right. Um, and if you're uh, interested in generational wealth, which I'm very passionate about and creating something for my children, my children's children, from a generational standpoint, it's a great way to transfer wealth to the next generation tax-free. And, you know, there's not a lot of other accounts that's going to pay your, your, your children or your children's children a multiple of the account value. So you could fund it and have cash value, use it while you're alive. And then once you pass away, the money is transferred at a multiple at the account value yeah. to your to your heirs or your estate and so forth. So it serves a lot of functions. And, and that's why folks use it, because people would say, well, what about just putting it in a bank or something like that? 
the tax-free portion of it, the collateralized portion of it, the estate planning, the legacy planning portion of it, just throws it all nice together. And when you combine that with your cash uh, generator, which is your business, and then your investments and use this as a cash flow management system, it's just such a much more efficient way of doing things. And I'll, I'll say this too. I love it. I'm so passionate the, about it. Yeah, the, the family yeah. office stuff. So for a lot of your listeners and viewers might not for, be familiar of the concept, but the family office model was sort of generated by the Rothschilds, Rockefellers, mm-hmm. and the Rockefellers in the U.S. And this is where you bring in all the advisors, almost like a private wealth firm managing the family's money. So uh, a great concept, very high net worth family. So there's a lot of lessons to be learned there. Correct. So as part of uh, efficiency, I think as business owners, investors, and capital hackers, that we very much focus on on growth, right? Growth in our business, growth in our investments and so forth, and also our passive investments. But there might be a lot of inefficiencies. And one of the things um, we're all familiar with Pareto's law and the 80-20 rule and the 90-10 and so forth. One of the things that I saw in these family offices of just looking at just being a fly on the wall and soaking up all this information is they're so focused, so much time is spent on the 90% of your money that's actually just flowing and moving around how it's the assets are allocated and so forth. And not just so much on that 10% that's the growth generator. Mm. Mm. So because they find that, um, here's the example that one of the folks that I interviewed and spoke with told me, said, MC, think about it this way. If the family has millions of dollars, let's just say under management, what if you could reduce taxes by 20%? Right. Current taxes. Right. There's no, there's no return out in the marketplace over time, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, that's going to make up for that 20% taxes that's permanently reduced. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the tax-free structures down the line um, that, that this does as well. But that's kind of where it fits in because we all know that you know a lot of us are very talented in our business and make money. And we're very talented or know very talented people such as you guys syndicating deals and, and actually producing investments, but in between the efficiency of how this all puts together yes. and the glue, that's the missing piece. It, 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 yeah. W- listen, we could geek out on this for an hour, <laughs> but I, I would like to get a few more, we have to get a few, few more types of wisdom out of this guy. But I do think we need to finish this and tighten it up a little bit by saying, do you offer like uh, webinars or wait for us? Because I, honestly, I say this to, in a very humble way, um, I the, the best investors I know work with strategies like you just described. Absolutely. And they're not billionaires. I'm talking about people who are just making some investments, getting started in this world of using their capital to create passive income. They all are talking to you or colleagues of yours. So it's an extremely important thing for us all to at least learn. So do you do like webinars to help us see graphs and understand this better? Absolutely. And thank you for asking. You make such a good point. Um, you do not have to be a Rockefeller to implement these strategies. Because right. <laughs> people would ask me when I say what I'm studying, well, you're not a Rockefeller. Like, how's this going to help yeah, you? Did you grow up with a billion dollars? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I look at it and go, well, I can make small things adjustments within my own life to kind of drive and position my family. Everyone can do the same thing for their families and with their investments. So we do have webinars. It's at yourownbankingsystem.com. Okay, let's say it one more time. Yourownbankingsystem.com. Wonderful. And those will be in the show notes. 
And what when you go to that website, is it a is it a regular webinar? How often do those types of things happen? So we have an evergreen webinar right now, and then there's actually a course that I put together about 10, 30-minute videos. It's the holistic wealth creation Unbelievable. Course. So it takes a holistic approach of all the moving I pieces like and all the different parts. Can you, can you repeat that, MC? Uh, your own banking system. Yeah, and, the other, and you mentioned... Uh... The other, the holistic, oh, holistic wealth creation course. So if they'll find it at yourownbankingsystem.com. I mean, we, this is why we brought uh, MC on the radio. Not not only because Melanie and I um, have gotten to know him, and we just we're just passionate about him and his integrity and his talents. But honestly, I really hope you guys have a chance to learn this strategy. Um, somebody else I know who's a massively powerful investor too. Again, started small, but now has accumulated. They call it lazy money. So say you had a $50,000 sitting in a, in a checking account. What if you had it in this method that, that MC's talking about? It would actually be earning you 5% while you're waiting to buy your next flip. Mm-hmm. Or, or And then you would just pull it out and use it on your flip, put it back. And it would be growing at 5% while your flip's growing at 20%. Right. So you compound it. If yeah. you understand that, yeah. if you don't, that's fine because it took me seven months to figure this out. So <laughs> do not worry if you are lost. Just enjoy the guy's voice and let's let's uh, learn. <laughs> let's and just his looks look. if you're on his webinar. No, no. <laughs> so Melanie was like, these are the kind of guys she always wants to say. Well, what's what's the uh, magic behind MC? And well, yeah, and I'm also you were I, as you were talking, I was thinking. Um, you know, taking out policies on your children. I know we're kind of getting, I'm getting out to get back that to it a, a little bit, idea. but, yeah. Yeah. but, um, how early is too early and what would you advise? Oh, I like that That's question. Great. That's a great question. Yeah. So personally, what I did, I think legally you could do it after 15 days. So that's what I did for my, both my really? children. Really? The application so was in after that. they get their first that. vaccine and they get their first <laughs> <laughs> So no, we, yeah, so we, we, you could, we, we did it right away just because I saw the power in it mm. and over time of what it, what it can do. Mm. So, and this, this is the stuff that, that makes me like, I get, you know, goosebumps. Me too. When I talk about it, because I just think the power and the impact that it will have in their life. So this is something that we put together for our children, and then we're going to teach and educate them how the system works yeah. as they grow up. Amazing. So uh, when there's little things, I mean, I'm fast forwarding now, but let's just say they're 16 and they need to buy their first car. Mm-hmm. Well, there's going to be money available for that, and we're going to teach them the concept of how you do that against the policy, and there's going to be a payment schedule, mm-hmm. and obviously they're going to have to work to pay it back and so forth. Yeah. And then if they decide to go to college, if that's still a thing, you know, in 20-something <laughs> years. <laughs> I like that. Um, then there's money for that available. And if they choose to then just do invest or start a business or yeah. so forth, there, there's money for that. So, and at the back end of their life, and this is the, the thing that's really kind of nice when you put this together, I know that when they're 65, 75, 70, 75 years old, what's going to be there for them. So I feel like the back end's taken care of no, because through a rich. lot of the policies, you can actually stru- structure um, your own quote unquote private pension. Correct. So I kind of know what the what levels of capital will be there for them. Mm. Um, yeah, to do to do that as well. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's so brilliant. There's so many strategies that uh, the general public are just not aware of, you know, and so many ways to slice, you know, things that you already have and you don't even realize the power that you have that you can start to invest in yourself and your business. And, you know, it, it's just mind boggling. And I, I highly recommend our viewers and our listeners to, um, you know, to, to reach out to MC and to go to his website, uh, yourownbankingsystem.com, because 
you're hearing words right now. Um, I'm a very visual person, and I imagine when you jump into a webinar, you're going to put charts, you're going to put graphs, you're going to illustrate to people how easy it is because it yeah. sounds complicated. It does. It but first, it's it very does. simple once you start. There's a, there's a way to describe it through visuals, and I'm sure people will get that benefit from from joining your 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 educational program. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, with there's graphs and the and it took me a while too. Yeah, you know, and so I would highly recommend the book as well, becoming your own banker. It's mm -hmm. it it takes a little bit of a while to mm -hmm. to 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 get it, but once you get it, you go. I don't understand why why did I miss this? This was right, right there. It, it's the right. same thing with the Kiyosaki book. You know, when you start to listen to it and it's that red pill and you and you take it and you see life completely different. I always tell everyone when I read the book, I was in my car, commuting to my nine to five, you know, working 60 hours a week. Um, and I started punching the steering wheel because I was excited, angry, and, you know, impressed, just, just every, a wealth of emotions. And that's the same thing with yours. It's like next level. You read the Kiyosaki book and people often complain about, well, he doesn't talk about tactics. It's strategy. How do I do it? Now, how do I get into it? And you're next level for them. It's like, okay, you read the book, you took the pill. Let me get you to the next part of your journey. Yeah, yeah. no, ab absolutely. Because you, 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 there's always like, so okay, now what? Yeah, <laughs> how do I take this step? I've yeah. read this. I'm ready to go. Just tell me what to do. A lot of people just like tell me how to do it. Yeah. And I, I know. I mean, look, boy, this has been. I didn't know we were going to go this deep into it, but but when you're this passionate about something, I guess I wanted to ask a lot of questions. Forgive us if we ask too many, Melanie, or or Eric. I, I, I'm excited about this guy, but let's make a couple quick turns in this for a second. So let's go back to Cashflow Ninja for a minute. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now that we understand what you do for a day job, it seems like the work you put into Cashflow Ninja is it's it's rewarding because I listened recently to one of your great shows about a person who bought over 100 companies. So your show ranges from real estate guys to famous speakers to people like Robert Kiyosaki, the guy with the purple book, which is called Rich Dad Poor Dad, just for everybody. And then it has guys and ladies that know how to buy businesses and things like that. Venture how do you get yeah. that kind of? Uh, how do you get those guests? That's world class, <laughs> brother. No, I, I've been very, very fortunate to find and and there's a lot of folks that I kind of look at what they're doing and also researching and so forth. So I find them, and I've been very fortunate to find uh, very high caliber guests sharing uh, these strategies and all these different different ones. And it's funny that there's a lot of similarities on, we talk about the cash flow investing stuff in between all of it. There is. Um, there is. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think like the, you know, the common de denominator too is that mindset. And that, I think that was one of the things when you just said, you know, the same with the, the, the Kiyosaki book with the becoming your own banker. It's like a different, you start to see the world a little bit differently. It's almost right. like when you go to a Tony Robbins or, yeah. you know, the 10X growth con or something, people say, well, what, what changed? What did you learn? Well, you know, it's the shifting of your mind, the level of your thinking. Um, you that, call that it context, I mean, and I thought that was a great way to do it. Like instead of just content, uh, change the whole questions, the context. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to interrupt you because uh, we could just listen to that forever. the the uh, The big thing that um, is going through my mind is when we were develop. Forgive me, Eric. You and I, oh. when we were developing the content for this show, and Melanie was cheering us on about that. And she, we talked all about the word capital, mm -hmm. and we talked all about the word hacking, mm -hmm. word hacking, 
And we ended up like doing a deep dive and you're like, what does each word really mean? Because for us, it made sense, but we didn't want to misunderstand it. Yep. Capital is not just cash. Right. And you've taught this for years. As a matter of fact, about a year ago, half a year ago, when we were developing this company and this brand, you were one of my, you know, it was you and three or four other people that started telling me on your show that capital means many things. Mm -hmm. And we say, develop your human capital and you will then attract cash capital and then you'll have more power. Because capital, actually the root word of capital has the word power in it. Yep. So tell us your whole teaching, because I think you have like a whole blog post and a whole story on what capital really is. Yeah, it's it, this is one of my favorite things to talk about too. That's why I was uh, the capital. <laughs> it's it's a, a phenomenal concept because uh, I, what I learned from a mentor of mine too, and I've been fortunate enough to have great mentors, is that your your mental capital times your relationship capital will bring your financial capital. Nice. And that formula, the wealth formula, is something that I break down. So you look at my mental capital. Well, what what does that mean? Well, what do I know? What are my skill sets? What am I reading? What am I listening to? You know, in my car on on Audible. Um, who am I studying? Culture is a big one too. Um, where did you grow up? Because we all have unique experiences. We all grew up in different places in the world. You know, um, so there's something about us that's unique, and that's part of your human, your mental capital. You have a gift because you've experienced different things Amen. in your life. And that's why a lot of the setbacks that people have become kind of like the building uh, blocks for their future successes. So that's a big part of the mental capital. And then the relationship capital, of course, is who you spend time with, your friends, your family, your network, your team members, your coaches, your mentors, the meetup groups that you go to, all of those different things. And that eventually will translate into the other capital. Um, a lot of folks focus purely just on the financial mm -hmm. and not on the other two parts. And then they sit back and they wonder, but why, why am I not getting to my financial capital targets? Where if they reverse engineer it and figure Amen. out that that's actually what, what will be the driver. If you take care of these two, the other one will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. And um, so what I do is every three months... And I look at it on a monthly basis, but I take a blank sheet of paper and I write down mental capital and then relationship capital. And then I look at where am I at right now? And then what are my goals? What do I need to do? What do I need to do from a mental standpoint? What do I need to do from a relationship standpoint? Because there's a certain amount of level of development that you do for your, for your personal growth, right? And your mental capital. But then it becomes also not the what and the how, but the who. You know, as yes. Dan, Dan Sullivan teaches that with strategic coach, um, that now who, who do I need to, who do I need to partner with, who do I need to meet, what people do I need to get around with to actually get to the, the next level in those goals. So that's why I love being here and always love seeing you guys. And of course, the show's phenomenal name because it, it means so many different things. It does. So, and you can break it down um, in, in tangibles, intangibles and so forth. But there's a lot of different capital uh, that, that's I like, out there. I love that. And I, you, you've mentioned mentors a lot, that you've had different yeah. mentors. So it sounds like initially, I think when people are just, when they swallow the red pill, initially their mentors are sort of these books, these podcasts, and also. But it sounds like at some point you, you need sort of a physical mentor, right? Like yeah. somebody that you can sort of really get down to strategy. How did you start making those personal um, relationships? That's a great question. So... Uh, well, a lot of the stuff is, is paid programs for as well. Mm -hmm. And there could be, a, 
you know, my, one of my first mentors was I was I was I was working within his company in the real estate industry. So that was kind of a relationship where I was doing some things while I was playing rugby, and he became a mentor, and we enjoy each other's company and mm -hmm. time together. Um, but like a lot of the stuff too is 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 people will will teach. And there's obviously pro programs and so forth so that you can pay for. So um, that's kind of what I've done lately is there are folks that will actually, you know, I mentioned Strategic Coach. Or have you joined Strategic yeah, Coach? Yeah, so that's wow, Dan that's Sullivan's one of, my, one of my mentors. And that's something that you pay for to get into. And um, I'll add another thing on onto that too. A good mentor is someone that asks a lot of questions mm -hmm. that I've learned through that program that brings out certain things out of you and not necessarily gives you all the answers. Mm -hmm. Here's what you need to do. I, B and C. It's like, you know, asking good questions to make you think and fit. And that way you figure out a lot of that stuff for yourself. And it's an ongoing process, right? Like yep. you said, it's forever. It's like your dad, right? You're, yep. he's, it's always going to be going on and you're going to probably be growing into different mentorships and becoming a mentor, which teaches you so much. I know Robert Kiyosaki brought him up a few times, but in his strategy, when we heard him talk, he sort of, he lectures and then he says, okay, now turn to your partner well, and good. teach yeah. teach them what you mm -hmm. just heard. And then you yep. get this high five, you're smart, you know, this yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> but I think it's great. I, I mean, it. I would, I was a teacher, so and I understand that that you know even as children, once you verbalize it yourself, then it becomes mm -hmm. your own, and you have to keep doing it over and over and over again. And, Absolutely, um, it's like you said, it's lifelong. Yeah, and and people too, when when you get to a certain stage of your career in your life, your mentor changes drastically. Yeah. I know that uh, there's a couple of folks that are looking at younger folks because that are involved in technology and all that stuff because they don't know anything Oh, that's about a good it. point. Sure. You can actually so, go back mm, Yeah, because uh, I think the relationship kind of was always like, you know, the uh, the Benjamin Franklin model, right? Where you go and you become an apprentice to someone oh, and right. you study yeah, and yeah. you learn yeah. and then eventually another apprentice comes under you and you transfer skills and, mm -hmm. and knowledge yeah. and so forth. But now it's kind of in this crazy, wonderful world we live in um, it, what's wonderful too is that when someone gets to the top of their game, they're looking for younger folks too. You know, I know that uh, a lot of the folks, one of the, the 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 guests that I interviewed on my show as well, he said, "Well, I just started hanging out with more millennials that are involved in the crypto space, and they've become mm. my mentors." Mm. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I thought that was very interesting, and it I'm is. like, "That's true," because that's where it's all going, yep. and, and and so forth. So it's changed that part of it too, which so is really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get into the crypto portion because I know uh, before the show we were talking a lot about that. Do you do you want to yeah, teach us what, what is I don't want to go into the deep end. I don't want to go to the deep end, but um yeah. you know, we can we can wade a little bit into the shallows um because we were talking about, you know, the the height of it and the the, the craziness that was happening about a year ago and MC you know, has a network of people and you talk to a lot of people about crypto. Do you want to sort of... Yeah, what's going on today? Here? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, what's the yeah, theory? Like, what's yeah. going on in crypto? Exactly. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot of developments right now. Um, and I just recently spoke to a couple of folks there too because I had the same question. I said, it's kind of, is it gone? I know the blockchain technology is not because I use a lot of web, web platforms that are all blockchain based. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of social media networks. We mm -hmm. mentioned a couple mines, you know, Steemit and so forth yeah. that are all blockchain blockchain specific. So those developments are, and it's getting better. Their platforms are getting better, which is quite exciting. In the beginning, I'm like, wow, this kind of looks like the internet from the, you know, 
the old nineties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. late nineties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and now it's it's starting to develop and it's starting to look like you're so you know, ahead good. of me. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And so for all of you driving in the car, we're all like, he's talking about a different web. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I, you I didn't know there was such a thing. Especially your latest episodes, you're talking a lot about blockchain. You know, and and yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's why I was curious. The blockchain. So yeah. So my question was, what's going on? And and the response from this this expert in this field as well is, there's been a ton of development now. There's not a lot of attention on it, mm -hmm. media, but the technology is improving. There's a lot of upgrades. There was a lot of problems with it that mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily, you know, put out in the media. It wasn't ready for prime time. When it was not it. ready for prime time. Yeah. It couldn't handle it. I, I, you know, I just remember, I was uh, jokingly saying, I remember when Coinbase, one of the exchanges right. for Bitcoin and those folks sent out an email saying, yeah. please invest responsibly mm -hmm. that day. And I looked at it and I go, sell everything. <laughs> That's brilliant. You know, because right pe people, people started piling into it, not knowing a lot about it, but also the infrastructures couldn't, they, they couldn't handle that volume mm -hmm. of all the folks. Mm -hmm. So I think that the, there's a lot of things going on and from the folks that I talked to, exciting developments. It's almost kind of like the internet, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Nobody was streaming. In no. the early That's you know, 2000s. Yeah, yeah. It was the Yellow Pages, right? That's basically That's what the what internet was. was for us. How do I find a company? What's their address? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So his analogy to me was MC, the, the, the crypto space and the blockchain space was dial-up internet, basically. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of developments now going on to more making headway to where they're eventually going to be you know he was joking he's saying well we didn't we didn't create the internet and we were streaming like this over zoom oh, <laughs> yeah. right yeah. right and i'm like that makes that's a yeah. great analogy of actually saying so um is it dead is it gone no is there a lot of things going on yeah yes will there be opportunities yes blockchain the technology itself is yeah, good. i don't you think know. it's going away I, I think what we were discussing before you guys got here is um you know Global currency is inevitable, I think, at some point, maybe not in our lifetime, but sometime in the future. Um, do you foresee your business somehow incorporating that? Like, you know, I'm sure people, you know, who invest in it, who are a little, you know, the risk, uh, their threshold for risk is pretty high and they, they, they jump into that type of risky investment. Do you do you imagine that your, your company would probably dabble or have an offshoot or something that? We'll stay. We'll stay in our lane. What what our what some of our clients do do is they have used. There's a couple of them that funded their policies, took a policy loan, and and invested in crypto. Yeah. So they had okay. they had that part of it, and then mm -hmm. they kind of played into their little strategy. So they've utilized it that way. Uh, but no, we're we're staying in our lane. Yeah. And yeah okay. <laughs> do, doing what what we're focused on and, and yeah, what we do. Yeah, yeah. I love staying in my lane, although I never do. I'm always no. very good. <laughs> okay, there's different types of strokes for fo different folks. And I, I do appreciate that. So for a guy, this is we're all sitting on the other side of the sink and okay, this guy stays in his lane? No way, man. Four hundred and fifty interviews with some of the world's best investors and entrepreneurs. Awesome. He's learned everything you can do. He creates online community. And, uh, man, yeah, what yeah. lane is that? The highway? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the highway. That's yeah, great, man. I love what you do, buddy. And I love that. Um, well, you're so relationship based, right? In everything you do, it sounds like the bottom line always comes down to creating um, great relationships with people yeah. and understanding their needs. And so you you said that a little bit before, but um, just in understanding, like how. Um, how do you serve people? How do you find out what their needs are 
and then connect them to the right things. Yeah, I think I think like listening is a very big part of it because people will tell you and then asking good questions and maybe questions that are challenging that they've, that they've never been asked before. Um, so because a lot of the stuff is we move in a very fast world. So I think like um, I think you kind of have to deep dive with them because usually sometimes when you sit down with someone, you know, I, I went to I had an experience um an experience with a, with a physician, for instance, and it was just in and out kind of quickly, like very, very cookie, cookie cutterish, mm-hmm. right? If that's right, a, that's, a if word. that's even yeah, a word. Absolutely, it's a word. <laughs> um, but I think once you once you stop and then all, get all certain questions and then open up and then, you know, once there's an answer coming out, this isn't what the person's telling you; it's what you're telling them. Right. There's more follow up questions. So I think that's kind of how how you get to the root of it, and the root is the deep-seated beliefs that we all have um, from when we were very young. Mm. And whether it's good, bad, the uh, the other, only the person will know whether it's good or bad, right? But there's certain things that we believe about certain things, whether it's your health, whether it's relationships, whether it's a spirituality, uh, whether it's money, since we were t- talking yes. about that, that's very deep-seated and things that you've seen. You know, let's let's just use money as a, as one. People have seen people suffer or mm. lost money, mm-hmm. or maybe they come out of a home where mom and dad were fighting about it all the time. Right. You know, um, and that ties into That's a, a relationship. Yeah. So, what I think when you get to the root of of why people think the way that they think and why they feel that the way that they feel, then you can ask them good questions about certain things as well. You know, uh, we've kept you. Uh, it, it, a little while here, and it's because we just couldn't stop learning, you know. And that's what I want to just thank you, Mr. Cashflow Ninja, MC Laubscher. And we want to end with some of the, the wisdom and, you know, throw it back out at you and thank you for that and then let you share how to reach you. But the wisdom I'm going to take away here at the end and I encourage you guys, uh, if you have any else, is we did all grow up in with a certain mindset of money mm-hmm. and a lot of fear associated with money. And You've taught us a word here over and over again about this word cash flow, which I don't know. Is that one word, two words? I see it as one word a lot. I see it on his hat. It's one word. It's one word. Therefore, it's it's one word because it's one word on his hat. (laughs) But this whole cash flow is, it's a whole different way to look at money. So thank you for doing that for us. And I just appreciate a guy with as much integrity as you coming in here with all your passion and energy and sharing with our audience. We appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. I I just want to also point out that for all the listeners out there, um, everyone at this table, you know, Melanie, Josh, McAllen, um, MC, and myself, we came from humble beginnings. We're no, by no mm-hmm. means ha- are we Rockefellers. By no means are we uh, the people that, like you said, we're the lucky. Well, I don't want to say because it's a family <laughs> show. Um, but yeah, I mean, MC is self-educated. You know, he took the pill. He read the right books, surrounded himself with the right people, and we're all here talking about. Um, what flourished and what grew out of that seed. So we just want to thank you for sharing that with the audience, and we really hope people continue their journey with you by going to your website and following you and reaching out to you so that they, I know myself, I'm definitely going to make sure I'm in your circle and, um, and, and you know, just try to absorb as much knowledge as I can. And, you know, yes, like, like I echo Josh, you know, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This this has been fantastic and an honor to be on your show and love the studio and you guys are doing a phenomenal job. Thank and you, buddy. I appreciate the opportunity to talk and, and, and to your point, yeah, it's everyone has to start somewhere because I think that, you know, people get um, 
that we have this disease of comparing ourselves to others constantly. So I love that disease. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, so I think when you when you look at yourself and just look at your progress every day and compare yourself today or tomorrow. Uh, against yourself for yesterday, you're going to move in the right direction. And I mean, that's what I did too. We all go through tough times. We all have challenging times. We all have ups and downs and so forth. And I think that's that's the that's what I would leave the the listeners with. So appreciate you guys. Awesome. Yeah, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you, MC. Wow, wow, you made it, everybody. Thank you so much, Eric and I. I've always said that the people who join us at the end get the pearl and the prize. Awesome. Folks, don't forget to like and share and love what we're doing on social media. If you want to hit up Josh, you want to hit me up. Those are the best places to find us. We are always camped out and ready to talk and <laughs> put we the fire on. We stand by on social media. Absolutely. But, by the way, I know we're on Capital Hacking at Instagram, Capital Hacking on Facebook, and Capital Hacking on my personal favorite, LinkedIn. Yes, because you can always find major players on LinkedIn. I know your favorite. These are some power players on LinkedIn. Always. Gary V, he's Gary. my boy. <laughs> but uh, Gary V also talks about the power of Instagram. So if you also want to find us there, we're doing a lot of really cool, sexy things on Instagram. So always <laughs> you can reach out and DM us on Instagram if you have any questions or you want our time. We are always camped out and, and, and living there as well. We will get right back to you. And just like we always say, you are now part of the team. This is a team that's here to add value to your life. And thank you for adding so much value to our life. Remember to share this podcast. Helps us grow it bigger and bigger each week. And we appreciate you posting a review on iTunes. You cannot believe how powerful that is. Absolutely. Like and share this with anyone and everyone that you think it will add value to. And we appreciate all of that love and support. And do not forget, with great power comes comes great great responsibility. responsibility. Are you ready to invest in real estate but don't have the time or enough education to do it by yourself? Accountable Equity helps accredited investors who are looking for tax-advantaged investments. So anyone looking for a team of professionals who hold themselves accountable with theirs and your real estate investments, Accountable Equity is your boots-on-the-ground team. Their mission is to bring private offerings to their investors and their clients. With a team of committed and experienced investors themselves, Accountable Equity is always looking for partners to participate in alternative investments which extend beyond publicly traded equities like stocks. Accountable Equity makes alternative passive cash flow possible for more people than ever before in our economy. To find out more, visit AccountableEquity.com. That's AccountableEquity.com. Or look for them on LinkedIn or Facebook. That's AccountableEquity.com or AccountableEquity. That's Accountable Equity, your partner for true, passive real estate investments.